Hello, 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 and welcome to season two of Hollywood Hero. I am your host, Layla Palmer, and today I am bringing you a whole new season of podcast episodes where I meet and interview the entertainment industry's most acclaimed personalities. It feels so good to say welcome to season two. I've been working on season two for about five, maybe six months now, and um, it just is so rewarding to finally have an intro where I can say, hi, this is season two. Oh my gosh, it's insane. Especially since season two was so different than what season one was. Um, So I'm really happy to start putting these episodes out. Um, I'm not going to have too long of an intro today just because in the summer bonus episodes, they were a little long. So I'm just going to get right to the point. So The first segment of today is called Music Minute. Hopefully you know what that is already, but since this is the first official episode of season two, I will explain it again. So Music Minute is a segment where it will probably always be longer than a minute, but I liked the alliteration of Music Minute, so that's what we're calling it. Basically in this segment, I will talk about something related to music that has impacted me or has been memorable or just like super exciting or even just music recommendations. I'll be talking about that during this segment. So today I wanted to talk about Donda by Kanye West, the new album. Um, For those of you who don't know, because I feel like I make this pretty well known when anyone asks who my favorite music artists are, uh, Kanye West is top three. Um, It's interchangeable. Him and Wallows are interchangeable between the one and two spots. Uh, it varies, but he's definitely a top three in my favorite artists. So my favorite album by Kanye West is Life of Pablo. I'm obsessed with that album. That album I feel like I have a huge emotional connection to, even though, I don't know, like I didn't write it and it's not from my own experiences, but I think because that was the first album of Kanye West that I actually like really, really loved especially when I first started really getting into his music. It's when that album came out, so I kind of gravitated toward it more. But yeah, so Life of Pablo is my favorite Kanye West album, and so when I was listening to Donda, which when I'm recording this, it came out yesterday. Um, When I was listening to Donda, I did not at all get a similar vibe to Life of Pablo, but I felt like the same sort of like emotion that I felt when like I listened to Life of Pablo now or when I would first start listening to it. So... Yeah, Uh, my favorite song from Donda is Jail with Jay-Z, and it also made me really happy and also kind of emotional that Jay-Z and Kanye West are collabing again, because so much of Kanye West's old music has Jay-Z featured on something, like they literally have an entire album together, Watch the Throne, Um, so it felt like weirdly nostalgic, but also, I don't know, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, so I love that song with Jay-Z. Um, And just the whole album is really good. And I think also, like, for most people who follow Kanye West or were, like, following the release of Donda, there was just, like, so much, I don't want to call it drama, but just a lot of, like, back and forth um, over, like, Kanye West and, like, him writing it and, like, when it would be released. And, like, you know, uh, most of the Kanye West albums have been released later than their original release date, so obviously I wasn't expecting to get Donda on time, but I was very pleasantly surprised when I saw on Instagram someone posted that it was out, so I listened to it immediately, I listened to the whole thing, and 
I don't know. I'd say if Kanye West is my number one Spotify like music artist for this year, I won't be shocked because I'm sure I'll be listening to Donda over and over and over again on repeat. So yeah, definitely recommend that. If you haven't listened to the album, go check it out. It's great. Okay, on to the next segment. So the next segment is unnamed. Um, Basically, I'll just be talking about something interesting or funny or just something memorable that happened in my life um, recently. So I just moved into college eight days ago today. And I've been here. I moved to Boston. I'm loving it so far. Everything about it, I'm just so in love with. And it, this has been highly anticipated, this move to Boston since, like, December. So it honestly, like, doesn't even really feel that real that it's happening right now. Um, like, honestly, some of it still hasn't really set in that I'll be living here for the next nine months or so. Um, but yeah, I love it. It's great. I love the people I go to school with so far. Obviously, I haven't met everyone, but the people that I have met have been super nice. And... Yeah, especially my roommate, Maddie. Actually, the new cover art for the podcast, Maddie took that photo. So shout out Maddie. She helped me pick um, a font and all that stuff just, you know, to solidify the, like, just to make sure that I really liked it because I was a little on the fence before, but now I'm in love with it. Um, So yeah, shout out Maddie for helping me do that. You are amazing. Also, speaking of Maddie, um, we were in the park the other day my roommate and I usually go to the dining hall together. Sometimes, I mean, there are times that we don't, obviously, but when we do go together, we never ever eat in the dining hall. We always take it to go. Like, they have to go containers that you can take. So we take it to go. And I can't remember what day this was. It was definitely in the past, like, three or four days. So we went to the dining hall. We got our food to go. Um, this was like maybe the second meal from the dining hall that Maddie got that she thought was going to be really good, but then ended up being not so good. So she was kind of disappointed in that, but we were sitting in the park and eating our food, just talking, you know, conversation, uh, and a bunch of squirrels come like running around, like around the area where we were and, being in this park for almost a week or not being in the park but like going to this park for almost a week and seeing how many animals there are like there's a river or or there's a lake in the park and so there are often a lot of ducks and geese running around which I've like become to be unfazed by and there are also a horde of pigeons like from our window you can see the intense amount of pigeons so we've come to the conclusion that we know there's a lot of animals around we're fine with it it's whatever So we're eating our food, and Maddie is not really liking hers. So she's, like, trying to feed it to the squirrels. So I think she starts off with trying to give a squirrel, like, a pepper or something, and then the squirrel wasn't interested in the pepper. So then she, like, put rice or something on a spoon, and the squirrel ate the rice off the spoon. So there was that. And we thought it would end there. We thought, like, she would feed the squirrels those two things, and it would be done. Like, we would be done. We'd go back to eating. Fast forward to, like, five or ten minutes later, we, the squirrels, like, keep coming back because we, like, they know that we have food now, so they keep coming back to us to see if we'll give them more food. So I was eating, like, potatoes and, like, maybe some other thing, and so, like, I put, or no, I was eating, like, garbanzo beans, and so I put, like, I was throwing a few of them on the ground to see if the squirrels would eat them, and they did. 
Um, and so I knew by that point that they wouldn't leave us alone because now they knew both of us had food. So they're, <laughs> oh, wow. This is just, it, it sounds funnier in my head. It was very funny when it was happening. So two minutes later, after I'm like feeding the squirrels chickpeas, Maddie has a granola bar in her bag. She always keeps a granola bar or like some sort of snack in her bag, I, I think. And so she takes it out of her bag. She like takes a bite of it. And she's like, I wonder if the squirrel wants to eat this. So then a squirrel literally comes like in front of us. Like we're sitting on like a bench. It wasn't really a bench, but it was like a ledge. So we're sitting on the ledge. The squirrel comes in front of us. Like the rest of them were in the grass. So the squirrel came around the grass onto like concrete and was like right in front of us. And Maddie fed the squirrel her granola bar. And she was just like, just take a bite. Just take one bite. Obviously it's a squirrel and like they don't understand what that is. So the squirrel literally took its two hands or whatever you call them, paws, I don't know, and like wrapped its hands around the granola bar and stole it out of Maddie's hands. And when it was happening, it was so weird and intense and like, oh my God, like I, we couldn't believe that just happened. Like a tiny squirrel stole it out of her hands. If I'm going to be honest, I don't think she was holding the granola bar that tightly because it doesn't make sense for her to hold it super tight and then have a squirrel steal it out of her hands but yeah so that happened the squirrel stole the granola bar and then she's like chasing the squirrel to see like the squirrel's like running with a full granola bar in its mouth we're like okay this is really insane so she's like running after the squirrel because it has plastic like the wrapper's plastic she was like i don't want him to eat the plastic then like die so she's running after the squirrel we're like me and like two other people who are sitting by us are just like cracking up because it was so insane to like watch that happen in front of our eyes and so she's running after the squirrel the squirrel like runs into a tree uh there are videos of this that i have so if you want to see the videos head over to my instagram probably later today and they'll be up for you to watch but yeah that's pretty much what happened um that's i think has been the funniest thing that has happened i mean since i've been here there have been definitely other like funny just really weird things that have happened while I've been here I don't know if I should talk about all of them but that is one thing that Maddie was like you should definitely talk about this on your podcast I was like okay so shout out Maddie um I think we all have learned now that squirrels um are stronger than we think and they are way determined to eat anything that is put in front of them we learned that the other day so now I want to take a minute to plug myself. I am a GoPuff ambassador. You can use my code HollywoodHero for $10 off your first two orders of GoPuff. GoPuff is a snack delivery service with only a $1.95 delivery fee. They deliver to campuses all over the U.S. They're all over the U.S. Like they can be delivered to your homes or apartments or wherever you are. Um, but they're super big on college campuses. So if you're a college student and you want some late night snacks for a super cheap amount of money, use my GoPuff code HollywoodHero for $10 off two orders. Okay, so now that we're done with that, let's move on to the actual super fun part of the episode. It's the interview. So today I am joined by the wonderful, talented, beautiful, singer katie turner katie turner was on american idol and now she's doing amazing things with her career she just came out with a new ep called heartbroken and milking it so definitely check that out we're going to talk a little bit about it in the interview we're going to talk about american idol her ep all that stuff so if you want to hear more from katie turner definitely stick around (laughs) 
Okay, so I am here with Katie Turner, singer, songwriter, performer, American Idol contestant. Welcome, Katie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for having me. That was such a great intro. I feel like you said you checked every box. So you did a great intro. I just said something stupid. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, unless you have anything else that you want to say about yourself to introduce yourself more, maybe like when you got your start in music, how you started um, getting into songwriting and everything like that. Um, yeah, sure. Sorry, my voice it's my morning voice, so no, I'm so no sorry if I sound like crying at any point during this intro. Um, but I started writing songs and everything when I was 15 because I was not really popular in high school, so I had a lot of free time. Um, and now I am here pursuing my dreams full time, and it's pretty sweet. Awesome. And so how soon after, so I know you did audition for American Idol once and then you unfortunately did not get um chosen to like move forward and then you auditioned again and that worked out for you so what was that like to I mean audition the first time and then not um be picked and then do it again and then have that come true for you I mean it sucked not making it the first time because it was the last season at that time so I'm like oh my god that sucks. I will yeah. never be on American Idol, I guess. So when they came back, I did not want to do it because I'm like, so because that even the summer I auditioned for the season of American Idol, I did make it on. I was already rejected by The Voice and every other show. So I was like, just so used to disappointment. And I'm like, mom, do not send me to Disney World to audition like I'm not gonna make it and she's like well too bad you're going and ride Space Mountain if you're sad and I'm like cool I oh that makes sense um so I was going in kind of with like a defeatist attitude of I'm not gonna make it and then when I actually did it I actually like fell to the ground and they they were like so freaked out because they're like did you just yeah. pass out of dehydration <laughs> but no I was just like it's so, like so relieved I was like thank I yes I like made yeah. it finally so obviously that is like a huge monumental part of your career so far it kind of like catapulted um for what you are doing now but like what was American Idol like like everyone I mean I have only obviously watched it on TV I've never been a part of it so like what is that like like being like actually a contestant and you know doing live shows and stuff like that well it's very stressful because a lot of it is 16 hour days of doing like nothing like you will have to wake up at 6 30 to basically wait until they need you um, and when you're a singer, you need sleep right. to like rest your voice. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We were all just like going off of like no sleep. But I kind of realized in those situations, like I thrive. I was having the time of my life being sleep deprived and like only eating like bagels. And I was like, I loved it. I kind of loved the chaos because I feel like I am a chaotic person. So I just felt like I was in my element. Yeah. And did those like really long days and not getting really the 
proper amount of sleep that one should get. Did you notice, like, did that ever take a toll on like your performances or like how full out you would do anything? Did it really affect any of that? Yeah, just because, you know, your voice would either not cooperate or you were just so tired and like my nerves by the end of it, when I finally got kicked off, I was so burnt out. Like my nerves were so thin and they were just, I was being stretched too thin. And then when I got kicked off and then I had a week off because before I was back for the finale, I just felt like it was night and day. Like I would not have been able to perform with Katy Perry if I did not get kicked off (laughs) before because I needed a break. Right. Yeah. And I mean, other than you just said that you performed with Katy Perry, I mean, I'm sure that's a huge memorable moment in your career. Is there anything else like that's super memorable that you would compare to that or something that you're hoping will happen at some point in your career? I mean, I can, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just hope, I hope in the future I can perform with more famous people. <laughs> I, I hope that wasn't my only time, but if it is yeah. my only time, then it would have been pretty sick too. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I love Katy Perry. So I'm like so jealous that you got to do that. I love her too, especially. Okay. Well, like, what's your favorite song by Katy? We need to discuss this. Ooh, okay. Um, Wide Awake always gets me. I love <gasps> that song. What do you, hey, that's a classic. Yeah. What do you think about Harley's in Hawaii? I mean, I, I can't compare that to like, okay, it's not, I know like it's not giving dream. I love yeah. those like that album. Yeah. I just feel like everyone's so split on Harley's in Hawaii, but I fucking love it. I'm like, no, guys, you got to keep listening. I swear doing something. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I was like when I was younger, I remember the California girls like like the dance they do. I like memorized it and I like performed it for my family at like Thanksgiving <gasps> or something. It was have you ever played the just dance version yeah oh my gosh yes was I think that's like just dance 2 that might be on or something yeah yes I love yeah so much fun okay why is it always to get family functions like kids perform like because you just said like Thanksgiving I perform the dance yeah and it's always like a family function and it's like usually with a cousin or something right. too yeah I feel like for me personally when I was younger I just like was such like I craved attention and so like if I got an opportunity to like perform in front of my family or like I used to be a dancer too so like I would do ballet and I would just like show off like I took those opportunities like I'm Nancy oh my god not me I'm on a podcast oh this is my room hi hi I'm so sorry no no problem she's I see her dying on the inside oh my god (laughs) I got my matcha though. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love matcha. Love matcha. Um, yeah. What? Wait. What's your matcha order? Do you get like almond milk, oat milk? Oh, I'm classy. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My no, it's dad okay. is calling. I oh my have, gosh. <laughs> I told you I liked American because. I thrive in chaos because I am chaos and you're yeah. finally getting to see it. Uh-huh. Yeah, hand. I'm getting it firsthand <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so let's kind of talk about your EP that just recently came out. 
heartbroken and milking it. Um, so I'm assuming that you wrote most of it, if not all of it, during like quarantine. And so did you write it during quarantine or was this like a project that you had started before? I, it's, it, I started before, but it never was for a project. It would kind of just be songs and I would go into writing sessions, writing songs or write songs just in general. And they would always be about the same thing. And I, from 2019, this started. And then this year, we wanted, we wanted to put out an EP and we were just looking through my catalog and they were, they were all about the same thing. And I would go, they were all about the same thing. And I was like, and in quarantine, there were even more about the same thing because I had, I couldn't, all of us, we all couldn't live a life. Right. So I go back and milk previous, previous experiences. And I would joke, like, I'm really milking this for all it's worth. Like, I'm going to get my content. And that's kind of when the project was born and then I just picked old songs from 2019 and then wrote some new ones in 2020. So it was amazing. Okay. All right, cool. And I kind of have a specific question. So your song therapy. Um, so I kind of gather that it's about using a partner or a partner using, uh, well, yeah, using a partner in place of a therapist um, and kind of like taking advantage of like, um, like the listening and like the, the venting that you would kind of be open to doing. Um, but my first question regarding this song is, is that an experience that you've actually had like a partner or someone kind of taking advantage of that? The best way I can describe it, I think everyone has had this, but I think it's a universal experience where it's like, when I put it like this, it's that best friend that keeps breaking up with her boyfriend and everything and they'll just keep going to you and they're like I hate right. him so much and you're like break up with him and like they're like yeah I'm gonna do it and they never do but they'll keep going back to you yeah. the complete same thing and at this point it's like oh my god I've given you all the advice and you're not taking it right. but you're not doing anything so why do you keep bringing it up to me if you're not gonna break up with your shitty boyfriend it's so and true I I totally get that like I feel like uh, now that you were like that song about it, I'm a little ashamed. But like at the beginning of this year, I feel like that was kind of me. And it's like um, <laughs> therapy is definitely a projecting song for me because yeah. I, I have met people who have done it and I have been the person to yeah. do it. I think a lot of people, I think most people actually do end up being that person. I think it's just like, can you catch yourself and recognize like that you're doing it? Because I feel like if you recognize it, it like kind of makes it okay. I don't know. But like, if you don't recognize it and you just like keep repeating that same behavior, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. like when there's no self-awareness, but right. if you're being like honest with the intentions and it's like, I'm not going to break up with my boyfriend. It's like, okay. Yeah. At least you admit it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my second question regarding that song is since it's becoming so much more talked about and I feel like common to have a therapist and be in therapy do you have a therapist yes I love her she's I love my weekly therapy sessions yeah I mean I started therapy I don't know uh, December and yeah. ever since then I can't 
I, I don't remember what my life was like before. Like it's everyone should have a therapist. Therapists should have therapists. I mean, like it's, it's so, so helpful. How do you think being in therapy has like, obviously like changed you as a person because that's the whole point of it, but also like as an artist? Well, I think it's nice having somebody who's like an objective viewer. And when it's just you, and a a lot of times I feel like why people don't go to therapy. So like I got my shit under control. Yeah. And you really don't. Your brain is biased and wired towards you. So it's like, what am I doing wrong in this situation? A therapist would be like, bitch, this is what you're doing wrong. Yeah. This is like what you're doing. And it just puts everything into perspective. And it's so much like more freeing. It's just so freeing. Like, and I've just gotten way more self-aware and way more um, able to recognize that things are way more in my control than I thought they were. And it's just, I think affected my music because it's opening my brain to like focus on other areas than just like what I was, I was very like hyper-focused therapy and really focus on like bad 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 and now therapy lets my music explore so much more and topics I feel like if that makes sense um I feel like for me personally um as I go through certain experiences in my life like I recognize like I I'm, I'm better at like what did I do wrong or like what could I have done better in that situation to like have it be an outcome that I want I don't know if that makes sense but I just feel like I'm better at like I forget what the word is but just going through like my choices and like evaluating them because at the beginning when I first started therapy I was terrible at it and I would just be like oh well I don't really think I have a problem with this I don't really see anything wrong with this but like the deep like deeper down I think about it I do and I can just recognize those things more so I know that's like you put it exactly how it is yeah it's it's just like fine like yeah just going deeper also realized if this was in the camera I've been playing I've been fidgeting with like (laughs) the needle I get like not the needle the syringe I give my dog's medicine in and I'm like oh my god I didn't even notice it so oh well (laughs) Not illegal. Substances. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Not illegal substances. It's just a Frog medicated, medicine. prescribed syringe. Prescribed. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I was going through your Instagram actually this morning, and I saw. I don't remember like how recent this um post was. I feel like it was within the past few days. You posted something, and there was like an Amer uh, oh, a bachelor audition or something like that. Um. And this, I think this is when you were on vocal rest because there was like a voiceover. Like what inspired you to make that? Or like, are you actually planning on some point to audition for The Bachelor? Um, I want inspired that. I've, quarantine has really just gotten me into shit TV show. TV show. I didn't really get into it until I started watching Matt's season of The Bachelor. Like this year I started The Bachelor. Oh, okay. So right, I'm like, this is so shit. And so cat. I love it. And then I'm like, I saw Greg and I'm like, usually in the bachelor franchise, if you see the person they actually have chemistry with, they're not going to pick them. So just right off like Matt season, Michelle made for him, like brought out the best in him. No, not picked. 
So I was like looking and I'm like, fuck, she likes Greg way too much to pick him. And like Andrew S is too nice and they have too much chemistry and she's not going to pick him. And I was like, I love these men though. Yeah. <laughs> On this show and I won't make this right. But then I was just like, I realized I'm just like, I just fucking love reality TV. Yeah. And I elaborate storyline about how because I already knew if I went on The Bachelor I'm like I'm gonna be the girl they're like she's here for the wrong reasons that seems so fun like I, mean, I can it really does like I, I was watching the second season of Too Hot to Handle a few weeks ago and that show it's so bad but it's so addicting I need to start that isn't it like Love Island level bad uh yeah <laughs> yes I personally the first season and I feel like anyone that I've talked to they kind of agree with this the first season was a lot better um the second season it felt really forced and scripted at some points which is like obviously a lot of reality tv is not real or it's manipulated by the producers but it just felt like way too manipulated yeah. like not like reality at all uh, but I still recommend it because bad reality TV is still entertaining and it keeps me going, honestly, recently. It's been keeping me going. So. It's self-care. Yeah, it, it is self-care. I mean, I, well, other than Love, or not Love Island, Too Hot to Handle, I the other like bad reality dating shows I started, what's that one? Or I think maybe it was Love Island US. I think I did start Love Island US and I watched like one episode, but it like, after watching Too Hot to Handle, I, like, can't just watch, like, the, the, like, I don't know, the dating shows that are just, like, date and, like, find a couple and, like, try to win. Too Hot to Handle is, like, you can't have sex with anybody, so it's so much more interesting. <laughs> so well, we that- getting into it. Uh, of Too Hot to Handle? Yeah, basically, they, they invite, so for the first season, they invited all these people on the island, and they didn't tell them that they can have sex with each other until like 12, maybe 15 hours in. And so it made like this whole like, just like, it was just a lot of like intensity throughout the entire show. But then for the second oh, season, kicked off. yeah, well, you also like, so as a, it's a group effort, so you have to win or you can have a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars. But each time you do something sexual, like kiss somebody or like any other thing like that, you lose money. So... <laughs> Hogwarts point system where it's like yeah. like 20 points for Gryffindor like negative 10 points for Gryffindor kind of thing where like yeah. you lose shit yeah it's very it's like honestly yeah a similar thing to that and then for the second season because everyone pretty much by that point a year later had watched Too Hot to Handle or they knew about it so they brought all these people in and like mind you like the people that they're bringing on the show are like influencers right influencers I hadn't heard of any of them but they brought them on the show for the second season and they like faked that they were going on another show and they got this fake host and did this fake thing because like if you like there's like a I I don't want to spoil too much of it but basically the second season was I feel like executed way worse than the first season but still entertaining and I do recommend it (laughs) yeah again because people it was executed poorly because people at this point because now people knew about the concept right. of the so they would all go in with a plan and it wouldn't be as organic yeah oh yeah. that's why I feel like a show like that is so hard to do because if you tell people you're going on too out to handle they have to agree and want to not fornicate with anyone for like two weeks three weeks 
not a lot of people are going to agree to that. That's why they had to lie and make up this fake show and fake hosts and then tell them they were on Too Hot to Handle. Like, I feel like shows like that kind of only work the first time around or the first season. Oh, that's so disappointing. I think, see, that's why I auditioned for a show like The Bachelor and because just it will always be trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it can be maintained and repeated. Yeah. Okay, so that was a cool little segue into like reality TV. Um, I usually ask people, musicians, who their favorite artists are and who they would recommend to their fans. But I feel like digging a little deeper, like what is some music that you don't like and you would not recommend to your fan base at all? Like, do you have anything like that? Hmm, I, I don't have specific artists or specific, I don't know, genres or like, I mean, obviously like, cause I feel like just say like, I don't like country. And then we like, and then I hear like, if I die young and I'm like, actually, yeah. <laughs> actually great. Um, don't have anything I wouldn't recommend. Um, I guess just my musical pet peeve. And this is just based on an experience of dating somebody like that. Um, like what? What's it called? The nice guy. It's like a new epidemic. It's called oh, the nice. Yeah. Other guys. I and and it's just they're just trying to like. It's like a poor Rex Orange County costume where they just like try like you know where they just try and be that like I'm not yeah. like that often I write really good music <laughs> and it's like. Oh, when it's not organic, it's just so cringy because it's like the I'm not like other girls thing. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. And yeah, would not recommend that. Ladies, red flag. Red, red flag. flag. Red flag. Um, and if you're like me, you ignore your red flags and you do it anyway. <laughs> yes, I, I fully say that my whole chest. Like I'm not going to just go on Hinge later and find another guy who's like, I'm so different and unique. I play like the electric guitar and write poetry. And what if they like, ooh, that's so cool. Yeah, I do the exact same thing. Like I want to ignore it, but like I can't. I have to go for it. Yeah, I totally get that. Therapist about that. Yeah, that's, I went, I, I mean, I had therapy this morning. I missed my shot. Okay, so uh, I feel like we covered a lot of stuff here. Um, is there anything else that you want to say like about, your new EP, where people can listen to it, where they can find you on social media, anything like that? Um, well, I hope you like the EP. You can find it on all streaming platforms, even Napster. If you're that one person who uses Napster, don't know what you're doing here. Um, and I really hope you like, I already said that, <laughs> we like the EP. <laughs> And um, I hope you keep streaming it and send it to your grandma or grandpa if you enjoy it that much. Perfect. So make sure to listen to Heartbroken and Milking It. Send it to your grandparents. Send it in your family group chat um, so everyone else can listen to it. And um, yeah, that was Katie Turner. That was... All the songs that we love by Katy Perry, that was reality TV, that was everything 
and more. And I'm so happy that I got to have this conversation with you and talk to you. Um, Thank you much for having me. Yeah, of course. So um, that's the end of the episode, I guess. Thank you guys all so much for listening. Make sure to follow Katie Turner on her social media. I know that your Instagram is hashtag Katie. Um, yeah. So follow her on there to keep updated with her music and everything like that. And you can also follow Hollywood Hero Pod on Instagram. And yeah, that's the end of the episode. Thank you all so much for listening and I will see you next week. Bye.